One set. Camera rolling. Sound. The good. The bad. And the just plain standard. Take one. Salut. Hey. All right. Welcome back to the good, the bad, and the just plain standard podcast, where we provide you with our informed opinions on movies we watched together. We are your hosts, Adam, Anik, and Jan. Today is all about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Starring Daisy Ridley, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, John Boyega, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Kelly Marie Tran, Benicio Del Toro, Gwendolyn Christie, Laura Dern, Domino Gleeson, and Andy Serkis. And this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Just Plain Standard is starring the video feed. Yes. Yeah. We are doing some experiments. Ooh. Hello, Internet. Hello. Uh, jingle. A long, long time ago. Of course, Jan has a jingle. In a galaxy far, far away, a world divided by fear, an animal must stand alone. This winter, you will understand why Disney is buying all the other studios. Pork Wars, <laughs> the last merchandise, rated PG-13. Porgs, man. Hmm? I mean, that was one of the things that the internet hated, isn't it? We're in a very weird situation with Star Wars. Uh, f- everyone will know that this is not December. We are recording this in January. Uh, main reason for this is because we decided to take an early Christmas. Everyone went back to their respected homes and had a jolly good time. Uh, while the rest of the internet was having a meltdown on either loving or hating Star Wars. So we're in the very nice position that we can talk about that in our discussion about The Last Jedi today. Because yes. ultimately, we're a lover of cinema. I would say I'm a lover of cinema moreover than I am a lover of Star Wars. So I think that gives us a nice perspective on this one. I'll agree with that. I'm excited. Mm. Well, at the time that it was released, the um, Disney Fox deal was still under discussions, and now it's done. The the, the movie and TV series uh, rights from 20th Century Fox are to Disney's. So my dreams mm. of an alien streaming franchise TV series are still alive at this point. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, Disney wants to do their own streaming. Ooh, ting ting. And the nightmares of everyone. Uh, being uh, the 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 um, Marvel being removed from Netflix into their own Disney. Oh yeah. Stream. Yes. Yeah. Oh but gosh. They, uh, they have Firefly now, uh, as someone smart pointed out, and uh, I hope they don't bring it back yeah. because it's it was. I mean, if they bring the characters back as fifty-year-olds, uh, like they, but it wouldn't be. I don't think. It's it makes sense to 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 bring them back. I mean, people will want it whether um, that's a good thing or not. I mean, that's very important for this episode as well, because uh, this has the discussion of fans for this one. I definitely feel like we're going to get into the the fan base for good reasons, and mm. for my own stories. Actually, I had a good co- I, well, I had a conversation over New Year about this film before we had reviewed it. I was very happy that we hadn't reviewed it yet. Because I've got some, I've got an interesting angle to throw this one at. Awesome, awesome! I, I think it's a good episode to go in a bit deeper into trailers because this one had a trailer that even Ryan Johnson, the director, uh, said, "Well, don't watch that. That's the one of the latest trailers that was released. Don't watch this one because it will spoil. It will spoil something for you." Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that was on every single time you went to the Sunny World? I reckon. Uh, that's that was the latest one, the one when uh, 
uh, Kylo Ren is extending his hand and uh, you, you get yeah. you get a few, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I can see where that's coming from. Yeah, it, it did kind of spoil the... <sighs> I didn't feel like it spoiled it, but you definitely knew that was coming. Should we there talk was a connection. Should we talk a bit about trailers? Yeah, I watched a video. Well, it's one a French guy, so called uh, kind of the the Grim Reaper of movies, like uh, Le Fossoyeur de Film. Very, okay. very popular in France. And he made a video explaining it basically was the the problem with current um, trailers. And it said that, well, it was full of spoilers, but uh, it's not necessarily a new thing because in Castaway, for instance, if you, the guy is clearly, yeah, on the island, but you also see him afterwards. Oh, with the whole, he, you see the last essential scene of the film in the trailer. Well, you see. standing at the crossroads for Castaway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, also, so that was full of spoilers. Number two, uh, they are selling us a different movie, just like we have like Suburbicon and kind of stuff. Yeah. We get kind of a link to that. We get false promises, which is a bit annoying. Mm. And uh, they are, most of them, not designed as a narrative. So they are either just plain standard or boring. Mm. It's just eye candy. Yeah, like yeah. you've seen it all before. And uh, uh, that's that's watching this that I uh, created, uh, Jerry. Uh, no, there is a guy called Al Douglas who's... Uh, he did a. He's, he was doing all day of the trailer voices for many, many years. And there is a trailer uh, for a movie or a documentary, I think it is called Comedian. And it's about trailer voices, guys. <laughs> and nice. the, the trailer is just great. It's like there is someone trying to. There's a producer or someone behind the, the consoles, and he's just like, in a time. No, 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 this is not that kind of. In a world. No, no, this is still not that scary. What, what time of. Uh, what, what, what do you want? Uh, it happens in a, in a city. In a city. No, no, this is not what are you. <laughs> in a bus station. No, still not. Something's <laughs> wrong. It's, it's so, so in funny. the back of a Wendy's car park. <laughs> uh, yeah, rated R. Perfect. Uh, also, in a retail park just located off the M25. Also very funny, the guy doing all the honest trailers, voices. Oh, yeah. Following people uh, in the streets, like, yep. <laughs> doing yep. the voices. Mm -hmm. The man in the blue shirt is sweating a lot. Yeah. That's good. It's disturbing. Um, yeah, well, he gave examples of good ones. So, the girl with a dragon tattoo, uh, good music, and without revealing too much, which was nice. Uh, oh, this one is amazing. Red Eye, a Wes Craven uh, it looks like it begins like a, romant a romantic comedy. Mm. It's with Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams, I think. Well, Killian Murphy for sure. And Rachel McAdams, you're right. Yeah, mm -hmm. cool. And it's uh, it looks like uh, like the um, the uh, the comedy version of the Shining uh, trailer. Yeah. It's, uh, and then you, it's just the very last second of the trailer is oh wow that's not. Yeah, it's, you got me there. Um, ah, femme fatale. I don't. I think it's a course. Mm, I don't. Well, femme fatale. It's the basically the whole movie speeded, like the full full speed, like uh, very very fast, like in in two minutes. So in the end, you get you didn't understand anything. Well, just go see the movie. Then. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Oh, that's cheeky. I mean, you're right. Movie trailers are designed to get people excited. And with the likes of Star Wars, Marvel, whatever, they have like... The weirdest one I saw recently is the whole... The day before the the Infinity War trailer came out, Mm. there was a trailer teasing that the trailer was coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, what? how do they call that? It's, uh, wait, wait. The trailer tease tease. They have name. Uh, Not just the teaser trailer, because the teaser trailer for it, for example. It's a bu- just, Okay, uh, it's a bumper trailer. So you've got, yeah, he said like, uh, so yeah, you got the teaser one, teaser two, teaser trailer, trailer social media short, followed by official trailer and trailer two, trailer three, ten first minutes, bumper trailer. So that's just five minutes where you get 14 um, image like um, subliminal images like in five seconds okay just eat just eat all the oh take all the bait yeah there's probably a massive science in movie trailers oh Gotta yeah be. yeah and now they make they having the, the 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 footage speak more because before you had a voiceover and yeah pretty much a voiceover now there's the either a starting voiceover and the narrative thing made out of individual scenes or just a montage with music trailers man i mean they're, they're on for 30 minutes on every movie so they better you know make a point because that's that's the hardest thing to sell to an audience because i went to see this i've seen this film twice now i saw it around about opening day not because i was like i have to see star wars uh, this was the weekend that Anouk went to London and me and Jan recorded the Bonnie episode for Star Trek. Uh, the day before we recorded that episode, I was like, I don't have anything to do because Anouk's away. So I went to go and see it. Um, and like the half an hour wait before, especially when it's a big movie like that, I don't know how the hell you sell any movie to anyone else because they're not interested. They're like, just give me the movie. So there has to be a science behind it. Well, it's m- most of the. I reckon that the guy who directed Terminator Genesis, the fact that the um, John Connor, while well, he's turned, is right in the trailer. So he's supposed to be the good guy, John Connor, right? The, the kid? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that's John Connor, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. you see in the trailer that he's turned in some way. So that's kind of a big plot spoiler right in the spoiler. trailer there. Yeah. Oh, dear. But it's supposed to be a creative kind of stuff that gets you in but it's just just now but with the attention span being just like five seconds that, yeah. those yeah. bumper trailers are just great for that <laughs> uh i mean everyone in the world has seen this film already so does it need a plot summary should i, get, I tell you what i think a plot summary is useful because we're going to talk about things that the internet didn't like and the things that we didn't like etc etc so a plot summary works so this film immediately takes place after the events of episode 7. So if you haven't seen episode 7, or if you hadn't seen that, like, a couple of weeks before, you're a bit out of skew, like, oh, what's going on again? Why? What? Oh, okay. So they're trying to escape the First Order after the First Order blew up the entire Republic, essentially. Or at least the the Republic's the headquarters on, uh, is it Coruscant? I think it's Coruscant was in the prequel i'm probably butchering this i'm sorry to any star wars fan if i get the planets wrong because i haven't i'm not up i'm not well versed in the lore of star wars totally so wherever the the republic is entered anyway so that blows up and the the rebels are being chased uh this is a common theme for the rest of the movie i'll just keep saying the rebels are being chased because they are being chased the entire film so the rebels are being chased meanwhile ray is essentially being trained by luke skywalker for a good 60 odd minutes of the film uh so while that's going on 
the rebels decide we need to figure out a way how we're not being tracked by the first order so they send uh john Bega's finn and newcomer to the franchise rose the everyone loves for the multicultural diversity of the star wars canon at last uh, they get sent off on the B plot of this movie to go and find a. <laughs> me and Anouk laughed at this. A master. What is it? A master code cracker. Breaker. Code breaker. Uh, yeah. On the casino planet of something Canton. Some of that. Max. I don't know. I won't try and butcher it. Uh, they find a master code breaker and take him back to try and break onto the First Order ship to break down the, the tracking device that's tracking them. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that happens. I mean, this <laughs> the film is like two and a half hours long. I think the major points we'll cover in discussions, but it's another Star Wars movie. Um, mm. Everyone knows the plot, really. And we'll diverge more about the plot as we go along. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there were, there were clear... Um, I mean, we, we noticed a definite shift. Well, because we've seen Thor 1... And Thor, Thor 3, we definitely noticed a shift into the Disney humor, which made it yes. to this. Like, the uh, everyone is uh, mocking General Hux when he's trying to, at the start, he's trying to do something. Is it just like... Uh, Over make- the tele- uh, telecom thing. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The, um, the f- oh, basically like over the, the phone. Yeah, the radio. He... Uh, he keeps saying, sorry, I can't hear you. And he's like kind of grandstanding. And because he's doing that, he has to repeat his grandstand, and that's always embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I've I've rewatched this uh, seven just after, and yeah, when Poe meets Kylo Ren for the first time, it's like, uh, well, I c- I can't hear you. What are, are you going to remove this, or is because they just can't? Uh, this kind of dynamic. It was so they, some humor was there, but it it felt for some reason it felt like post Thor three kind of stuff. I don't mm. know. I think because some of the later parts of the film are they go for I mean it goes for dark. I don't think it gets there personally. I don't think it gets to a too dark a place. They could they they didn't take the risks they could have. No, uh, I agree with I agree with that. Um they didn't take any risks I don't think. Well, and this is a nuke's first point probably that the the fight at the beginning with the star fights is kind of boring. Yeah, I and I was kind of worried because I was thinking is this what the film is going to be like the whole way through because it was slow, it was boring. I didn't really care about the characters, even though you knew them. Now you knew one, I think. We knew Poe and BB-8, but this was yeah. the thing. We knew, I, I knew straight away, I'm like, well, these have got main character armor on. There's no way these are getting off in the first five minutes of this movie. There's, yeah. there's no way. I mean, this yeah. isn't Game of Thrones. And I mean, what they did quite well, though, is that they killed off quite a few people. Mm. And... You felt that, even though they weren't big characters, like you kind of, like you felt every death. So you kind of were with the rebels almost. Yeah. Like it was quite cleverly done, but the big, I feel like the beginning was slow. I feel like it was misplaced, personally. I feel that, that they'd taken that out first, right? So they, they, get off the, they get off their base from the last film and jump to hyperspeed. No, is it high, it's not hyperspeed. Is it warp? Is it hype? Is no, it? warp is Star Trek. Uh, this is uh, or light, light, light speed. Yeah, light speed. yeah, it's mm-hmm. light speed. Sorry, God, I'm gonna get killed on the internet for that. Mm. <laughs> uh, they jump to light, jump to light speed. Then they come through, and then the opening begins. The the scene from the opening starts. I feel if that is placed there, it has a bit more grasp of it. But because it's the first thing we're seeing, I mean, this is a bit full on. 
Yeah, it is full for, on. For the beginning. It's almost like um, like they cut it from the end of the last movie. I mean, they did this sort of thing in um, The Desolation of Smaug, the last Hobbit movie, where it starts with Smaug destroying Lake Town. And I'm like, this should have been the end of the second one. Well, the thing is that we've been told and we've noticed multiple times two years ago when we trained that it's always better to start, for instance, improv or scenes in the middle and mm-hmm. skip all the shaky and then uh, not so more to the point stuff so i don't know maybe yeah i mean i think their point was just drop us straight into the middle again get you back into star wars sort of thing yeah get you excited especially because they know that people are such big fans they'll probably watch the one before like the night before before they see the That's film true. you know like they have it fully in their heads i mean harry potter did exactly the same thing with Oh, part ones and two. Yeah. Mm. They kind of drop you. And that's why uh, over Christmas they had part two. And it was really odd watching it because it was like just being put into a middle of a film. And it was like, this starts nowhere. Like I have no idea what's going on. Mm. It's weird. I mean, the last thing if I remember rightly and before like the fade in, you know, how Star Wars always does that, you know, the circle coming into the screen. They always do that. Was uh, Ray and the lightsaber was the very end of episode seven. So they could have just started immediately there again, which would have been totally fine. But they wow. start with this. But again, doesn't like nearly every Star Wars movie start in space? Well, it there's the, except the Rogue One, actually. There is the, um, so you've got the um, Star Wars, then the the moving, um, explaining nation stuff in yellow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... The title crawl. The, crawl, the title crawl. Yeah. And then it's uh, stars... And then the camera tilts down yeah. to it's whatever most, happens. Yeah, it's mostly in space, that sort of thing. Mm. Which is mm. very cool. It's very Star Wars. And it's parodied very well in Spaceballs. Mm. <laughs> like a lot of things are. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel, I f- yeah. I mean, space battles are a bit like, they're fun to watch, but I bet they're f- more fun to play on the game. You know, <laughs> the, well, we won't mention Battlefront 2 because it's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, I think there were some scenes that, didn't really need to be in I, I felt like it was very boring in some points like in the middle I think but actually you know the feeling that I got when I first left the movie theater I don't know why I'm saying movie theater cinema I'm not American um was I I did enjoy it I did enjoy the film mm. so but while I was watching it there were moments where I was like oh god this is this is dragging on a little bit well there are clearly moments that don't make sense like at the end i don't know if we're being spoilery but it's been more than two weeks go for it yeah at the end so there's been a connection with ray and kylo uh for this whole time which was actually visually interesting and well made i thought Mm. um so when they finally get together with um snoke and so at one point he's just uh killing snoke because he's about to make sure that all rebels are, are dead and the minute afterwards he's just no let just just fuck them anyway just join me in the bed so, i mean in term of character move it doesn't doesn't make sense i feel does come out of nowhere i feel like that's are keeping on keeping the audience guessing move because i i this is the big thing with Star Wars, right? Everyone thinks they know the plot. I mean, you could pretty much guess, if you've seen the first trilogy, you'd like, well, they're just going to do the same thing again. Because, you know, it's lightning in a bottle. A lot of people don't try and do 
anything more different. I mean, the biggest annoyance with Force Awakens was everyone's like, it's just episode four. So I think that played as well, that they wanted to keep people guessing a lot with the plot. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I see that. A major thing the internet's annoy- is annoyed at is the fact that a lot of stuff from J.J. Abrams isn't paid off. But he's an executive producer on this. So surely, if it, if it was ultra important to the through line of this, it would have been like, you can't do that. <laughs> surely. I guess so. I mean, producers have quite a lot of say, don't they? Because they mm. have all the money. Well, I mean, apparently, well, before the film was unleashed to the world, the producer, and mostly Kat, um, Kathleen Kennedy... The, I think so it's like George Lucas former wife or something mm. or wait I don't well the, the the big head at Lucas films who stayed in Lucas films um she uh entrusted Ryan Johnson who just did this movie to a new trilogy which will start being shot in Scotland next year oh better get on that <laughs> get the extra work there was a lot of, there was a couple of Scottish people in this movie the female who answers answers the call for um Hux at the very beginning you will be seeing a lot of in scottish month she's a in filth she's a very prominent oh, uh, yeah. scottish actress i cannot remember the name off the top of my head but i will have it for the filth episode hmm. i think the i mentioned in the intro uh somebody had a very interesting conversation when i was at um a new year's party be it i was like super ill actually do, uh, do I, just one second yeah kathleen kennedy is the head of uh, Lucasfilm, but uh, George Lucas was not her husband at all. <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> delirium. Just from t- yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought, but no, you don't care anyway. But yeah, she's the CEO at uh, Lucasfilm. So somebody had a very interesting conversation at New Year's uh, saying that Attack the Clones, episode two, might be better than this film. No. N- no. No Come on. Way. Even, especially, right, as a film point, right? All credit here is to Red Letter Media because they've highlighted everything about the prequels. And I spotted from their things they talk about, which is very true as a, as a filmmaking podcast, we should talk about this, is that the majority of the prequels are reverse over-the-shoulder close-up. Any conversation is over-the-shoulder close-up. That's it. Every conversation is shot like that. So it's boring to watch. Yeah. yeah. This film actually feels like it's a, there is a camera in the room wherever they are. So even if you think... The story was a bit wishy-washy. We'll get into the Luke Skywalker portrayal, even if you didn't like that. You can't say that episode two is a better made film because, let's just face it, it's not made with the love that this film is made with. There is genuine passion involved in this film. Yeah, and um, I think there's something for everyone in this film, which I quite liked. Mm. Like, there's something for the Star Wars fans. There's something for people that haven't seen it. Like, the relationship between Kylo Ren and... um, Ray, I thought was really nice, as Jan was saying. Um, the sound around that as well, I thought was really interesting. Like the muffled mm. kind of, it was like warped in and warped out. The music, music and sound design of Star Wars has always been the selling point to me. Yeah, and I've always, en- yeah, okay. I've always enjoyed the music more than I enjoy the, the actual quality of films. Like it, it's excellent. Yeah. But that's because I'm a the music love, nerd. And of course you had like the love interest between John Boyega and Rose, even though I always thought the uh, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley would get together. I think that goes back to my point about changing expectations for fans. Right. I okay. think that's a definite thing to do with toying with your expectations of where things are going. Yeah, they, we kind of wanted to... Um, and I, I thought when Rose collapsed that she had died. And so I was like, oh, is that Star Wars way of getting rid of her so that daisy ridley can no but in in a 
in a storyboarding sense. Yeah, well, the sexual tension was not between those two. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, but if you see with with the if you don't see it with twelve year old eyes, it's fine. But if you see it with the older eyes, um, Ray and Kylo, there was something going on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, there definitely was, especially when he's like I don't know in his like wearing like half. Yeah, of his yeah, clothes and she's yeah. like please put something on it's funny and he's just there like like he's kind of sweating and and like there's just kind of black matte uh bathroom tiles around him like he's got, it's like, just he's, so the, he's got the widest chest of anyone in cinema history yeah, he's quite set i mean the, i i'm quite wide shoulder i reckon if it was me i'm pretty I, not obviously a muscular like look i'm not saying that but I'm saying in perspective to how wide the bloke's uh, Adam Driver's shoulders are, I think I've got pretty wide shoulders. Yeah, he seems to be quite... Um... Which is quite nice to see, because you usually just see, like, sticks with just six-packs, you know, like... He, have you, he did a TED Talk. Yeah, he's, he used to be... From a, yeah. My Journey from Marine to Actor. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Is that Adam Driver? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it in a, in a while, but it was interesting, yeah. It's, That's yeah. why he's so built. And disciplined. And discipline. You watch him in interviews, you're like, yeah, this guy's definitely been in the in the in the army, in the marines. Is he very? Oh yeah, like you know, he's well versed. Strategic. It's like how Tom Cruise is very well good at doing interviews, but that's because you know Scientology is all about convincing people. Yeah, it's like militaristic, isn't it? Yeah, slightly? the same way. Oh well, not in the same way. <laughs> no, I was I'm sure Tom Cruise I, would break in the marines. I was going to make a joke about how. Um, for once in a romantic in a romantic series it's not the female with daddy issues it's kylo because obviously his daddy killed his dad in the last episode he's got massive daddy issues it's so true i suppose ray does because she doesn't have a dad so they're both kind of in the same boat well she's got abandonment issues so that's slightly different because she's looking for her parents he has he has daddy issues he's big daddy issues (laughs) i mean he looks a bit like daddy in the beginning oh no Sorry, that's Darth Vader. Never mind. <laughs> I got rid of his daddy. He does look like a daddy, though. Yeah, he does. I mean, I'm sh- I wouldn't complain if Kylo Ren was like your sugar daddy sort of thing. Mine. Anybody's. Oh, right. <laughs> I was just like, okay. <laughs> he's a good looking man. He's a very good. And his voice is amazing. Mm. Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah. But also, I-, I kind of get the whole Marine thing because he has that look of like, I've seen a lot of shit. <laughs> don't fuck with me do you mean adam driver or do you mean kylo ren because they both <laughs> both yeah they have this kind of intensity that like because there's um who's uh who plays the flash oh um miles teller no in the what the series the series or the tv or the movie we just saw the movie no, it's the, ezra, miller. The, ezra, ezra miller, miller. Yeah. i used to get confused with adam driver and ezra miller because they kind of have this they do the same roles they're very like moody teenage uh this was before Ezra Miller was big. Like he did very messed up teenagers. Um, so oh, I always yeah, used to get we need those. To talk about Kevin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was another one where he was the a drugged up teenager. But I, I always thought that Ezra Miller was. I don't want to say better actor, but just someone that I felt was more relatable on mm. screen. But actually, he Adam Driver was very good. Well, the first thing I ever saw Adam Driver in is uh, HBO's Girls. And he's very, very good in that. Oh, girl. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, different. he's very good in that, I yeah. feel. Very human. Very mammoth, that show. Which makes sense as David Mammoth's daughter's in it. Has <laughs> this whole realism feel to it. Good show. Is that the one that's in Mad Men as well? Yes, it is actually. Uh, right. January Jones? 
No, uh, no. Uh, actually, David Mamet's daughter makes it. Is it? Uh, is Z- it? Um, yeah. Yeah, she. Zoe. Zoe, Zoe Mamet. She, Zoe she's Mamet. in Mad Men for a bit as well. Mm, okay. She's his wife for a bit. No, no, she's not. No, that's not Zoe. Zosia. She was the. Um, she was what she worked upstairs at Time Life. She was friends with Mary Elizabeth. Not Mary Elizabeth Wedstead. The one who gets leukemia. No, well, we'll leave it. You know, I don't, I don't know how to. She wasn't a major character. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Zosia. 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 I think it Probably. is. Oh, I, th- I always thought that it was uh, his second wife. In Madman. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I miss. Uh, no, that's a different actress. Anyway, Star Wars. Um, yes. <laughs> we're talking about Adam Driver. We got distracted by Adam Driver's chest, which a lot of the audience do get distracted by Adam Driver's chest. Uh, yeah, it was. Oof. Great cheese on that board. But there was a lot of um, the lot of sexual tension. I agree. Yeah. Between them, I, I mean, Ray is just nine. <laughs> Ray's just a bit of a flirt, isn't she? She's just flirting with all the boys. Well, it gets paid off. Yeah, she is. Boys. You hope it gets paid off. Well, Ray's parents that they were building something huge in the first one, and well, it uh, yeah. kind of blew up there. Is that true, though? Do you reckon? Do you reckon he just told her that to like try and side her? I would buy if Disney retconned that because it's delivered in such a way that how does Adam Driver's Kylo Ren know that they were just trash? You know? Yeah, I wouldn't. I think at that point, because he was so desperate as well, he would just make up any shit to kind of get him, get Ray on his side. I mean, that's the only retconnable decision. The other retconnable decision that people would love is the whole Luke Skywalker thing. I feel, but that's definitely not going to get retconned. I loved it. I thought it was great. Let's jump into it. Th- which one? Because you had the hologram thing and you had the death thing and the no, thing, I, turning I, bad thing i just mean the whole the whole thing people are mad about you know Mark Hamill. i haven't followed the well i the major complaint is the fact that the whole the, well people grew obviously people grew up with um episodes four five and six and how luke is portrayed in those episodes yeah skywalker this, yeah. is the kind of hero He's like the other lo- lovable rogue he like he has a very strong arc he grows from a naive child to this Jedi Master, for lack of any other reference point. And then the next time, we, the last thing we see of Luke is um, on screen before this is the him at the party on with the Ewoks, with the, looking at the, the 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 ghosts, the visions yeah. of the, his other masters. And he's so young and he's like, he's got a whole life ahead of him. And then the next time we see him, he's like, bang, he's an old man. I think people are just mad because they didn't get to see what they remember. Well, I will come back for sure because... You know, you know, they always the, come back. I mean, yeah, Yoda was ghost. in this. Fucking yeah. Frank Oz was in this film. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Paycheck, I am collecting. Which was nice. I thought that it wasn't too kind of cliche or you know, uh, pumped up on steroids. <laughs> That's a good phrase. <laughs> you know, I didn't think this movie was pumped up on steroids. <laughs> Hollywood eyes. <laughs> Hollywood eyes pumped up on steroids, and it's making the t-shirts. <laughs> Nobody's buying them. No merch. All about that merch. Yeah. I'm all about that merch. About my merch. <laughs> I've got a merch gun. Um, We're not. God. <sighs> satire. Satire. Spike the lengs. We don't have doing... any merch. No. Um, no, no, no. Um, the library bars, they have um, all about that space parody, which is very nice. Mm. 
Yeah. Hence the t-shirt you're wearing. I'm all about that space, about that space. No trebles. If you liked, uh, <laughs> if you liked our Bonnie episode, go and check out Library Bards. I did after that episode, and they're very good. I, I enjoyed a lot of their stuff. Very good. I haven't heard much, but I'll play some after for you. They're very cool. Um, yeah, no, I I really enjoy. I I really like. The thing is, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. Like mm. I, I was kind of brought up on them, but I, I'm not a massive. S- you weren't science fiction it. person i'm not either and especially because uh, we, we my father has a it's star wars phobia hey eh? for some reason in our family it's kind of a thing with my father everything that is a bit too fantasy or sci-fi but not time travel because for some reason he loves time travel for him it's just like that was just some dark vader crap i, I don't I, i'm not into that so i, I don't know if it really affected me but i was not brought up on it uh, either it was the first one was 77 i was born two years after that um i liked you know because of the acting stuff i liked the prequels because there was natalie portman in there Mm -hmm. that was the only reason pretty much and uh yeah i've 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 noticed uh her in uh, leon the professional when she was 12 i I was 14 so it was fine (laughs) uh it was like oh she will go far she will go far and she, she she's doing yeah she's doing nice <laughs> she's doing all right <laughs> yeah she's doing all right yeah no, yeah i have a thing for natalie portman too i don't i always whenever i look at her i'm like why because she's so she seems so not boring it's a horrible word but just very english rose very plain, kind jane. Of plain. yeah a plain jane is the terrible but there's just something about her <laughs> There is something about her. I don't. I don't know what it is. I'll be honest too. I mean, I wasn't massive into Star Wars. I mean, I had a. <laughs> I mean, every kid had a bloody lightsaber. I had an Episode Two lightsaber. Funnily enough, I had Anakin's from Episode Two. Not a good film in hindsight. Not a good film. None of the prequels are good. Um, <laughs> I like Darth Maul for some reason. I like the actor, and I like that actor in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Lo- loads of people liked, yeah, yeah, Darth Maul. Do you know that the actor that plays Darth Maul is the other flatmate in Shaun of the Dead? Uh, Greg. Yeah, it's the same actor. And Greg, Greg. You know the guy that yeah, where in what in Shaun of the Dead? Oh, that's the yeah, it's the same actor. The kind of tall guy. Okay, that's Darth Maul. Yeah, oh like wow, okay. big uh, oh. martial artist. So like any time they weren't filming, they're like, "Go and tell us a bit more about Star Wars," because we're massively into it. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I was wow. Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. I had like three lines. There's a I think Doug Jones who does. He did The Shape of Water and uh, Abe in the Hellboy. He's uh, doing loads of monsters. And he's in uh, Star Trek Discovery also. Doug Jones, quite a massive guy. Like, you don't see that much. Just like Alan Tudyk. Those names, they get everywhere, but you don't necessarily... Recognize where you're from, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. We didn't... Re- did, it, did So we were indifferent, basically the changes essentially so we're not mad at anything so none of us had a feeling of like i hate this film yeah it didn't ruin our childhoods no no I mean, definitely would, no no it would take a lot to ruin our childhoods i don't think um ghostbusters ruined our childhoods so you know i don't know i'm trying to think that's a good question what film if they redid or did something with would really affect you mm. i mean i reckon if they made a the nosferatu series that was terrible that would probably mess you up a wee bit anook well, they're doing that, aren't they? Oh, yeah, there's a remake of Nosferatu. We discussed this in the Nosferatu episode. Yeah, it's coming. Sometime, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We'll see that. So um, hopefully that, that's not... 
Well, terrible. What am I thinking would be terrible? Well, I mean, I already have to live through the fact that Alien got ruined after like Alien in Alien Three. I have to live with that already. But I didn't. I didn't grow up with that. I wasn't anticipating that, so that doesn't really bother me. We'll um, very soon be talking about Highlander, and this one is very tricky because there they had the first one, and for some reason they did some other ones, and uh, there was a series, and you'll there. There's some weird stuff and good stuff happening that can be only one yeah just like we need to talk about stargate at some point also because there's this kind also there was just one movie uh, but there was a series and some massive uh, following so yeah uh, well actually thinking about this i think i was taken too much into some other franchises at the time um i was massively into highlander the series and uh, stargate sg1 so I was already focused on that kind of stuff. So I wasn't really into... I was kind of a fan of those because of all the Egyptian lore from the original Stargate movie. Mm. I was... Yeah, I missed them because I was focused on some other stuff, really. I have games that have let me down. A lot, actually, when I think about it. I can imagine. The most recent one, I think, is Outlast 2. I mean, that even made me upset because I was so into Outlast 1. I mean, Outlast 1 is great. And Outlast 2 is just the same thing for about six hours. Essentially, it's the, it's the same. Uh, we'll get, I'll talk about that another day. That let me down. I have had other f- games that I've been super hyped for and I've been let down, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, you finally started to play Origins, Assassin's Creed Origins. I really enjoyed that game, yeah. Awesome. We'll yeah. do that. We'll, so do, we'll have an Assassin's Creed episode because the stories. I found out from Origins that they've made the, the movie canon. Okay, okay. Uh, so the Michael Fassbender is, that whole thing is canon to the Assassin's Creed's new reboot, modern side of it. So we'll, we'll have a we'll have an Assassin's Creed month or whatever at some point. Yeah, I, I didn't manage to go past uh, half an hour of the movie, so I need to probably to watch it. Because uh, I, there was no subtitles at the first. It was all Spanish, I think, or uh, whatever. Okay. So it was a bit hard. Cool. But yeah. Uh, back to Star Wars. Uh, right, I know it mentioned at the beginning that this movie's too long. Let's talk about what is easily cut out, is easily, easily the most cuttable part of the film, which is the... The Porgs. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, in terms of marketing, it, it would have been a bad move. The, but thinking about screen time, they only make up like two minutes of the film. I'm talking about the casino stuff. Yeah, they spend way too long in that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get... The thing is, though, every every character in this film is developed. Which my major gripe with the film is it there's too many protagonists. Mm. In my head, we have we have Poe from the very beginning. We have Ray. We have and we have Finn. Those are our three protagonists, right? On top of that, you've already got invested interest on Luke, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher, and then developing new characters like Rose and Admiral Dunn, isn't it? Um, Duran, Duran, sorry, Admiral Duran. So there's all there's, the film has a lot to juggle, and of course Kylo Ren. Ka- Kylo Ren's the uh, protagonist, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Snork, sorry. Admiral Snork, 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 Snork. 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 The Admiral <laughs> talking uh, Laura Dan, right? Laura that, Dan. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. No, but that's the name of the actress. No, I was just not uh, putting her aware. Yeah, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah, I thought she was fantastic, by the way. Yeah, she's good. She's a good actress. When she first came on, I was really worried because usually when you have someone that's like half baked, they're not that great an actor because they don't have to come on for that much of a screen time. So you know when someone threw... Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, you understand? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was kind of worried that she'd ruin these scenes, but actually she made them. 
Well, she makes the only big sacrifice in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. To, like, blow herself up and take out so many Imperial ships. Yeah. Like... She saves pretty much everyone. She's she's the only one that makes a major choice. Yeah. Really, when you yeah. think about it. I mean, we've got Ren and Kylo Ren and Rey deciding what sides they're going to be on. That's a big decision. Yeah, I've been but calling apart him from Kylo, but yeah, maybe it's Ren. <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... You know, he's, well, he's, it's Ben. He's Ben Solo. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you've got those. That's a big decision. I mean, him deciding to kill Snoke, that's another big decision. So there are big ones, but with the most weight... Because this is the thing. Obviously, with the tragedy of Carrie Fisher passing away, they they could have easily passed that on to Laura Dunn's character. Because she was interesting enough and made her the new Carrie Fisher sort of role. But they didn't, which is sad, but it's nice that they Ryan Johnson, because this is interesting as well, he's the sole writer on this thing, made the decision and kept it, which was nice. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think the reason why they kept in certain worlds is just to like make it more mm. you know like make it a world and not make it leave yeah. it leave it half half baked as i've said what five times well this, this is the thing especially because this is the much star Wars. it used to be the case that you didn't get another star wars till the next movie i know i know they'll have the han solo movie out probably this year or whatever like there'll be a one before the episode nine is out yeah. um they have to put in so much to get your... It's money for your buck because you've got two and a half hours Star Wars. This is what you're getting for the year, you know? No, they were saying um, for Ewan McGregor's uh, Golden Globe speech, they hope that he's um, growing his beard for the Han Solo <laughs> film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And his daughter's called a nuke. Is she really? Yes. Wow. How cool is that? So cool. That is very cool. Thank um, you. <laughs> Anouk, is that yes. from the Claude Lelouch film, uh, a, a Man and a Woman, or mm-hmm. or some other? Yes. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I was yeah. named after her, and also it kind of bridged the two nationalities because there's like German, Bavarian, Swedish thing, mm. and also um, in Sanskrit it means lion cub. So it was kind of a nice bridge. Also, my mum loves ook, like that That's sound that ending. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. cool. Cool. there's one other thing that I I really want to talk about before we I'm kind of done. Um, is the <laughs> no? I'm like I'm done. I'm kind of done. I'm like I'm you. spotting the camera battery on my um, the, the battery on my camera. I'm like, okay, we're at half. That's fine. <laughs> Just make sure we get the the points in before it dies. Um, I really like John Boyega. Right. I like him as a person. I like him as an actor. I love him. I love him in Attack on the Block. I haven't seen Detroit, but I want to because of him. Um, I was totally down for him sacrificing himself. Like, I f- even though I'm like, I want to see more of him, I'm like, that would have been a meaningful decision. Mm. I'm like, to take one of the big protagonists out of this film, I kind of felt like it was coming. And I was I was happy with it. The first time I saw it, I'm like, he's going to do it. Like, it was it was sold to me. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. Me he's, too. He's making the heroic sacrifice. He's, he's developing more character. Um, but then to be saved by Rose... Um, who doesn't die which i thought was interesting that they would keep both of them i've got a suspicion that because it's such a touch subject right now i mean they just introduced the first like asian they've diversity into like star wars they couldn't kill they couldn't kill her off i feel like that was a that's a decision that majorly plays um because i thought that was what it was going to be like she sacrificed herself so that he could learn that something like don't we're fighting for love as opposed to 
What we hate. What we hate, yeah. you know? I thought that would have worked. I thought that would have been great. But they don't kill her off either. I mean, they just do exactly the same thing as they did to him in the first one, which is, you know, he's injured and wake up in the next one. I don't know if I wanted John Baker to die. I don't want him to die, but I thought that would have been a really good heroic sacrifice. That would have been one of the bigger, like... I mean, they already did that in Rogue One. Like, they killed the main characters. <laughs> That's the big spoiler. Like, every, everyone dies in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I kind of wish that they'd had the, the gun to go, no, let's do it. Let's, let's make a hero of him. It was quite. It, it would have been quite well rounded. I, th- I I was sold too when I was watching it. I was watching it for the first time on your second time. Mm. So, I I definitely thought that he would. I didn't see the save coming. No, basically. I didn't either the first time. Um, well, I didn't see any of the twists coming. Especially, no, neither did I. Yeah. Especially the um, uh, final Luke one, which disappointed so many people because they wished they could have seen the Force stop all those massive uh stuff coming at him oh like a like star a star killer i don't know if you've played the force the force unleashed games nope. like um you you play that's a very good game actually i very i enjoy i played them over christmas they were really fun uh there's a whole mission where you like bring down an imperial ship from space with the force and you're like yeah <laughs> i'm like that would have been really cool just watching luke just blast like six eight eighty eighties just like into space there was something quite nice though about the white and the red that was definitely oh, yeah. a nice color yeah and it also allowed uh, because there was this thing that um, when luke was when we when we saw luke he was not leaving any red trails so you would uh. notice before yeah, it's like a kind of an ends. very nice and subtle foreshadowing there. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. I did like that fight. I did like how that mirrored um, Ben Kenobi in episode four when he fights Vader. He's like, if you watch that fight again, he just like decides I'm not fighting anymore and Vader kills him. You know, to like strike me down and I will become strong, power, powerful than ever before. And then he's able to, you know, help Luke learn by coming back. I mean, that's we'll see. We'll see more of Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker for sure. Like that, he'll be back, but just not as a as a real person, as alive. Mm. I don't see how they. I do you know what I really loved, and I didn't notice this till the second time round, when it's him sitting on the rock before he disappears, and it's the double sunset mm. mirroring his watching the sun, the sunset in Episode Four. I thought that was. And it had the the right music and the music, the soundscape of that whole bit was like beautiful. I'm like, this is so well done. And then he vanishes into... And the connection that Carrie Fisher and, sorry, Leia and um, Ray feel him. Yeah, he's dying. He's gone. I thought was was so lovely. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I I like what they did with Luke. But then again, I'm not so like, I never, I I don't have the same affinity as a lot of people had with you know star wars being their childhood but then i feel like with fans and with those kind of diehard fans you you can never make them happy they're always gonna have something that they'll hate yeah so it's almost like i'm kind of glad that they didn't kind of just do a film for the fans because it would probably have been all over the place which i feel like maybe the first one was rogue one you mean force awakens force awakens yeah Mm. it was just a little bit all over the place and maybe it was because they were trying to please too many people. Well, they had such a big task with that one. It's like reintroduce Star Wars to people and also went over a new wave of generations to mm. this whole Star Wars phenomena. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not easy. These people are geniuses, but still it's like, 
I liked I liked what they did with it. We know for a fact that you can't direct by committee and you can't make a film for committee. It has to be your vision. No, we tried. I really feel for Ryan Johnson because I reckon I would know it's like, you know you're going to alienate so many people by making your decisions. But at the end of the day, it would hurt you to know that you had the chance to make something that you wanted to make and you didn't do it because you were scared. I admire him for making the choices he made. I really do. Mm. Whether at the end of the day you like his decisions or not, the man put his vision of Star Wars and his script onto paper and made the film and it's there forever now. Also, it was it was beautifully shot. Oh yeah, it's a marvellously made movie. And lighted and the sound coordination and the choreography and li- nearly every little thing that goes into filmmaking was absolutely perfect. So I feel like, yes, if you're looking at it from a fan base point of view and you hated it, fine. But I don't think even those people can then turn around and say... It's a shit film because it's not. No. Yeah, it's just like uh, for uh, adapting books. You'll get the fans of yeah. the books shouting at you, getting mad because, like, when I, I, I read The Lord of the Rings as soon as I knew that Liv Tyler would be cast. Mm-hmm. So, 1999, when they started production, and I pictured the towers and I pictured everything in my mind. So, I already had something preconceived. So I was a bit disappointed, but still it was very well done, so it was fine. But for those who grew up with that, and yeah, it's, they, they, they didn't like what he did with the, the characters. So I, 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 yeah, that's the thing you can understand. But yeah, in terms of what it is, how it was made, and clearly it's a work of love. And uh, if you exclude the porgs, I don't know, but in terms of... Uh, but yeah, the whole, the whole thing is just, yeah, it's, it's very nice. I, I really didn't mind them. <laughs> I thought they were a little bit like, why? But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit like, okay, if you want. It'll be interesting to see if they come back. I mean, they weren't Jar Jar Binks, were they? No, well, no, no, no. No, it's so. just, indeed, it was just like one max two minutes of screen time. So it was okay. Yeah, they were not around a lot. Yeah, I it, quite like the little like time with Chewie. Yeah. yeah, and there's a on the window. It was very. Cute. I'm I'm kind of glad, right, that they didn't do the whole chewy grieving plot. Yeah, like he had the kind of mournful sound sometimes, but it. And I mean, it was it was, and and we didn't have Ray grieving either. No, we, a little bit. We had yeah, we had like when she first sees Kylo Ren, the whole like confrontation about you killed my, uh, my father figure. We have that. But I kind of like that they just get on with it. The whole film's not layered with the fact that Han's dead. Like, they get on and tell the story. Yeah. Mm. Especially because so many people have died. <laughs> it's like a war. Whole... That's, a very, that's another good point. If it is a war, right, people die all the time. Like, Thanks for it, that one. In real war, like... <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Sorry, sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll have Never a... Never mind. Uh, January is also a female appreciation uh, month. Hey! Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Shall we go on to... Shall we rate it? Yeah, I have a few things afterwards. Sure. So then, that brings us to our favourite part of the podcast, the rating. So, Anuk Yan was Star Wars The Last Jedi, Episode 8. Good, bad, or just plain standard? Anuk? Good. It was very good. Yeah. It was good. And it was good. I enjoyed it too. Yay! <laughs> oh, we have a yeah trio uh, winners there. Definitely, it's in the good. It's Baby Driver good, I think. And Ooh. Baby Driver enjoyable, you know, a different caliber of film. I mean, it's, a, it's still a blockbuster. But yeah, again, so is Baby Driver. You know, 
different styles, but it's in the same bracket. I want to see it again, so I think that's that's a very good start. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So, Jan, what did you want to bring to the table? Oh, I um, in terms of we should do maybe not a series, but something about a movie and um, the remakes because I've been watching. I think it was last month, Flatliners. Oh, uh, I've seen I've with heard the it. beautiful Nina Dobrev. Yeah. Oof. That movie bombed, apparently. It was not good. It, it didn't do it well. Did. but uh, And the original one, afterwards, I mean, it wasn't well-received either. Yeah, it's it's set in the... Apparently, it's the follow-up. It's not a actual remake, yeah, because Kiefer Thurtle... Yeah, he's Thurtle in Thurtle it. And, yeah, yeah he's he's, in, he was in the first one, yeah. yeah. And it's like, they've brought this reference for who nobody cares about flat-ranked liners from the 80s for a movie that nobody was going to go back and watch flat-liners, mm. you know? Mm. Was uh, it good? No, it was uh, rubbish, the thing is, it yeah, it was not excellent, but it had something, which made it very interesting because you always have to add drama, right? So the whole fact that um, you shock someone when there is a flatline is just crap. You, you you because you need a tiny bit of electricity rollers. You need something. You cannot resuscitate a flatliner. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And. They make the difference between the, in the last one is just like any ER or just uh, let's just shock it is flat no no in this one they try to get a tiny bit of uh, something before they actually flash them. Well, the whole point is that that's why you do CPR because you have to get the oxygen in the system. Like if there's a bit of oxygen, then you do it. There is something to like start you. But if you're flatlining, it means that your heart has stopped. Yeah. Right. So they have to do. They have. To if your risk- heart has actually stopped, they need to do something else rather than defibrillate. Yeah. 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 To actually, yeah, to do the CPR. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, there was there was a distinct. They don't necessarily do it in all this ER and stuff. You see the flatline, and then. Um, Clear. Yeah, yeah, clear. That's the one. We're losing him, Doc. We're losing him. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is full of this. I'm not losing another one. He's Uh, coding. Code blue, code blue. uh, Damn it, I'm not losing this one. (laughs) The sad music. Do, 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 Jeff. No. No, goddammit. I'm not losing him. (laughs) (laughs) Just to pick up on the rap episode. Oh. uh, I forgot to... (laughs) <laughs> was it the rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017, it's a what rap. Up, what up? Uh, the what Killing up? of the Sacred Deer. We we watched it, but we didn't get the occasion to talk about this one. I never saw it. Oh, you didn't? No. I didn't get a chance either. Ah, okay. It was very... Like, you know those movies where it's very slowly paced, but you're captivated all the way through? Mm-hmm. That was one like that. Yeah. Sounds and good. Yeah, and a very nice twist at some point towards somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll find it online or something. Got anything else? Because my camera, legally, my camera's flashing. Yeah, I was uh, I was jet setting in France, and I used that to listen to the Paddington Two episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The ten, the ten minutes we get, yeah. Yeah, and funnily enough, I because you talk about Harry Potter in there, and I've never listened to the Stephen Fry one. The oh, one the I, audiobook. Yeah. The one that I've listened to was uh, Jim Dale. Yes. So it's quite different. I should probably uh, try the Stephen Fry. I've got the I've got them on CD behind us in that shelf over there, so it's well worth listening to. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, Also, just one last thing: in uh, Captain Fantastic, I finally managed to see it. Oh, with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my uncle is a bit like that. Well, not that extreme, but (laughs) living uh, off grid. His uh, children never had TVs growing up, so yeah, yeah. 
kind of. Wow. So um, this was um, the Star Wars The Last Jedi episode. Hopefully you get to actually see the video feed of this at some point. Yeah. I'll, get re- I'll probably edit this one, but yeah. hopefully I got all my footage, but we need to work out something with my camera because it's a bit like, it's not going to last longer episodes. So we'll figure something out. Yeah, or just some snippets or bits or whatever. But yeah. yeah, we have my phone. I need to invest in a better phone. I plan to do that anyway. <laughs> Birthday. <laughs> so we were... Adam. Anouk. And Yann. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. Bye.